need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight from the wonderful Father Tim Makaitis, pastor at Queen of Peace Catholic Church in Salem. However, the last couple Sundays, and this Sunday in particular too, these parables sort of present to us a different view of God. It doesn't sound exactly on the surface like unconditional love. It sounds more like love with a condition. Love that, that is offered with certain standards, certain expectations of how we respond to the love that God offers us. But it's not just a gift that is given without any strings attached. So it sounds, so we, from these parables, remember the, last, the one last Sunday about the, the 10 virgins, five were wise, five foolish, five now brought no oil along. That's certainly a, a symbol of ourselves who should always be prepared to meet the Lord, even though he may be late in coming like the bridegroom. He comes and then these bridesmaids come back and they're excluded from the wedding feast. They're thrown out because of their irresponsibility. They are not allowed into the kingdom because they've done nothing with what they were given. Yes, I accept you as you are, but, but the grace that God offers to us, and everything is grace, the grace that God offers to us is a grace that is given waiting for a greater response. And so today in the, in the parable today, we hear these talents that were given to the three servants. It was very common at that time that the owner of the vineyard, the owner of the, of the farm, had people working for him and he would entrust his wealth to them to invest it for him and produce, obviously, a healthy return. That was a very customary thing to do. Well, for whatever reason, the parable, symbolizing Christ himself, goes off on a long journey like the bridegroom that seemed very late in returning. And suddenly, this master comes back and expects an accounting, rightly so, from the servants. I gave you my money. I gave you a great amount of money. What did you do with it? And, of course, the man who went off and invested doubled the money from five to five more, came back, well done, my good and faithful servant. Wherever you found an investment like that, please let us know. You know, 100% return of the money. You start with 5,000, you end up very quickly with 10,000. Uh, but the point is, his cleverness, his, his, his industry, his risk, risk-taking. He took a risk like any investment, and it turned out a hundredfold. Man with two did the same thing and is treated, rewarded for his risk-taking. And yet the man who was given the one out of fear, not taking any risks, not doing anything, basically unfairly, or maybe fairly, accusing his master of being dishonest. You reap where you did not sow, you steal, all this. You're not a, you're not a good guy. He almost insults him in the parable, but nonetheless, that's my money I gave you. I wanted you to do something with it, and you did nothing. You buried it in the ground. You gave me nothing in return. So get out. Get out. You're worthless, lazy servant. Tough language. 
It's clear that the gifts that are given are expected to be used. And sometimes that it means walking through the fear or hesitation that we might have and taking a risk and hoping the risk is wise, like the wise virgins, is a wise risk and produces very good fruit. Next Sunday, now that doesn't sound like exactly, of course, unconditional love. Next Sunday, of course, is the parable of the sheep and the goats. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me, you gave me drink. And then those who did nothing, who looked beyond, who ignored the poor and their needs were condemned. Condemned. Again, very harsh language. So there is this other side of God that we hear, the God of justice. The God of, yes, eternal love and unconditional love, but also the God of justice. It's like when we receive a gift, when somebody offers us something, and we know there's a condition upon it, and we fulfill that condition, of course, we, we are rewarded for our risk-taking, our hard work. So as we prepare for the coming of the Lord, this time of, this time of uh, ordinary season, we're preparing for the coming of the Lord. We reflect on that. How do we prepare? We prepare by doing the Master's will. We prepare by using the gifts and the talents that we have been given and to invest them, to use them, to double them, to use them not for ourselves, but to use them for the glory of God and the good of others after the example of Christ himself. A talent in the time of Jesus, as he often super exaggerates in this parable, it's clear that no master in real life would give their servants this much money. One, one talent. One talent was worth about 15 years of wages. Imagine you receive five, multiply your yearly salary by 15. I think that's enough money to live on for a while. But multiplied by, you know, five talents, each talent being 15, it's like 100 years of wages. So this exorbitant amount of money is, is symbolized not by reality so much, but rather by the reality of what God offers us. That God offers us so much. God is constantly with us, constantly calling us to discipleship, and he's giving us tools to work with. And those tools can be anything that we may call a talent. It might be some natural ability that could be used for the glory of God, can be used in the service of others. Maybe you have, for example, a particular gift for administration, and you can use that gift for administration for the good of others. Or maybe you have a, a wonderful ability to interact with people in a very understanding, compassionate way. Use that talent. Multiply it by giving of yourself often in service to each other. Maybe, uh, maybe it's a musical talent, whatever it may be. For many of us, it might just be getting up in the morning and breathing and having the gift of life that God has given us. Next week's gospel emphasizes for us that there will be an accounting at the end of our lives, that when Christ returns, he will ask, did you serve me? How well did you use your talents? How well did you use what I gave you? And that we will be judged according 
to our faithfulness as servants. Pope John the Twenty-Third, Pope Saint John the Twenty-Third, was elected Pope back in 1958, 1958 to 1963. Just five years. He was 76 years old when he was elected by the cardinals at the time, and they thought, "Oh, this this old guy isn't going to do much. He's not going to upset the apple cart. He'll sort of be." caretaker for a few years until we can reassess who will be his successor. Pope John Paul, uh, Pope John XXIII probably changed the course of Catholicism for all time in his short time, did many other things, but in that short period of time, he initiated the Second Vatican Council. He called the church to reform, to self-examination, and profile, profile, profoundly began to turn the church in a new direction. What a risk! And he was criticized by his fellow, by cardinals, by many in the church, are still criticizing the Second Vatican Council for what it supposedly, the damage it supposedly did. And yet he forever turned the church into a new light, not obliterating the ancient whatsoever, but rather enhancing the good. He said, we are not caretakers of museum." We are called to, be, to flourish a garden of life. In other words, we just, uh, our church is not just a static museum piece. It is meant to develop and to grow and to flourish over time through the giftedness of others. God calls all of us in this mission, this mission that doesn't stop in one period of time, but continues every day of our life, no matter how one talent or five talents, it doesn't really matter. We're all called to the same journey. That's how we get ready for the coming of the Lord, so that when he finds us, we're busy about those things that he has asked us to do. We are good servants. We're clever. We're taking risks. We're industrious. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Welcome into the joy of the kingdom. Don't we all want to hear those words when we are judged? We don't want to hear the words, uh, you know, get out of here. I don't even know you. <laughs> Go away, you worthless, lazy servant. I don't know that God would say that exactly, but nonetheless, there's a harshness there. There's a, a call to responsibility, a call to giftedness that is given. So let's pray, indeed, recommit ourselves to this mission of the church as disciples who respond, act wisely, even taking risks if needed, trusting in the Lord's guidance ultimately in this. And that is today's homily highlight from Father Tim McKaitis, pastor at Queen of Peace Catholic Church down in Salem. 